This is the EWN Radio Network. This is Turn Knowledge to Profit, where entrepreneurs like you find the insights, experience, and tools they need to earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream of. Now, here are your hosts for Turn Knowledge to Profit, entrepreneurs, speakers, and authors, Janelle and Michael McCauley. Welcome, and thank you for joining us on Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm Janelle McCauley, and along with my co-host, Michael, who is also my husband and business partner, we bring you the insights, ideas, and tools that you need to earn more, make a bigger impact, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream of. Michael, what do we have planned for today's show? First up, in our Trends and Insights segment, Janelle will be talking with Michelle Mazur, about the need to think about your speaking as a product you sell. Next, in today's success interview, we'll talk with sales and networking coach Elizabeth Case, owner of Yellow Dog Consulting, about how she's leveraged partnerships to grow her online marketing company. And in our Business Builder segment, I'll be back to talk about the advantages of repurposing your existing content. You're going to want to take notes, so grab a pen and paper and let's get started. First up, it's trends and insights, your view into changes that will impact your business success. Today, we're talking with Michelle Mazur with Communication Rebel. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Well, I'm excited to hear what your trend is. So what is the current trend that you're seeing that's impacting coaches, speakers, and authors? Yes, so this is a trend I feel is also very important for women, and it is a movement from thinking about your speech as an expression of yourself to really seeing it as a product that you sell in your business. Now, for a very long time, we have been told that you need to share your soul during story when you're on the stage. And I know for some people, they, that makes them go like, oh, that makes me feel way too vulnerable, or they don't think that their story is big enough or bold enough and no one's going to care. Well, the truth is your audience really doesn't care about your story unless it relates to their own experience. So I advocate taking a step back and stop viewing the speech as an expression of yourself, but build your speech like a product or service where you put the audience at the center, like you would with any service that you deliver in your business, and figure out how to create a remarkable experience for them. Wow. That's really interesting. Um, I haven't heard it put that way before, but that's a different approach. Yeah, it's, it's a mindset shift um, because we do. We view speaking as this, oh, it's an art form, which I believe it is, <laughs> and mm -hmm. it's an expression of who I am, and it's a way for the audience to connect with me. But I think that does a disservice to you because – when you put your heart and soul into something without a little bit of distance, when you get rejected, when people say, no, I don't want to hear, have you as my speaker, or, no, you're not going to get this booking, it hurts, like, at a gut level when your speech is an expression of yourself. But mm -hmm. when you're a little bit further removed and you're viewing it as, okay, I'm creating this product that I am going to sell to people who book speakers, then it's like, oh, all right, it's not about me. It's about the product that I'm selling. And maybe that product isn't right. So if somebody says no, it's not a rejection of you anymore, but instead it's like, no, this product just isn't right for them. And that is so much easier, easier to handle, and it's easier to get back out there and put yourself out again for speaking gigs. Mm -hmm. And I also think it makes women think of speaking more like a business. 
so that you have this product and you're going to need to market it. You're going to need to sell it just mm-hmm. like you would anything else in your business. Hmm. You know, it's interesting because what I'm, I'm thinking of is it might actually make it easier for some people to say, oh, well, I can go do that because they're not having to reveal maybe as much about their story. But I think being able to relate to the audience and then translate how they can connect to you and how they can use what you have to offer to address the challenge. But you've got to be really clear about what the challenges are that you're addressing. Yeah, and I think when you take a more audience-centered approach to the presentation, and this is like what I do when I work with clients, is we start with a really clear picture of who the audience is when they walk into the door. Like, what are the challenges they're facing around your topic? And not only that, like identifying the top-of-mind challenge, because I know with speakers there is this temptation to give all of the great information you have in your head because you are this amazing expert, but your audience is actually not asking those kinds of questions, and they don't need your Ph.D. level of knowledge on your Mm -hmm. topic, but instead they just need their top-of-mind challenges answered or talked mm-hmm. about or they're given, them, given a possible solution to. So when you start with that approach where you meet the audience exactly where they are, it creates a powerful experience for them. They're like, oh, I got what I needed in this mm-hmm. moment, and I wonder what else she has going on. But I think that is the key. And, I mean, if you think about a service that you put together for your business, that's exactly what you're doing. You're figuring out what the problem is that you can solve. And it's the same thing when you treat your speech like a product. No, I agree. And my husband always says so often when people are speaking, it's like putting 10 pounds of rice into a five-pound bag. We (laughs) think a little bit is better, so more is way better. And I think what happens is when we give people too much information, even though it's all valuable and all things they can learn, if we give them too much at one time, what happens is they go away totally overwhelmed and they don't know what to do next. So I always encourage people to share information and share what you can do with it. We don't need more Shelf help, we need more self-help. We need to move people into action so that they get results, and then they want to come back and get more. It actually works. Yes, yes. And if you're, I, you know, there are basically what I think is there are three results a speech can deliver. You can offer your audience like a mindset shift where they all of a sudden see themselves in a different way. You can give them a new behavior. I always think of Amy Cuddy's TED Talk where she talks about the power pose, like standing like Wonder Woman so you feel Mm -hmm. more powerful and confident. Mm -hmm. Or you can open up a new possibility or a new opportunity for them. And all you need to do as a speaker is deliver on one of those three. You don't have to give them all three because they might not be ready for that. Mm-hmm. But they are ready for one specific result. And if you deliver that, they will be amazed by you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so will love you, your speech. Do you coach people then when you're working with them to figure out what that result is that they want their audience to walk away with before they even start putting it together? Yes. That is one of the core parts of my process is that, you know, we talk about what, you know, we talk about the audience. And then we figure out what is the best result for you to deliver. And then we package that up into what I call a big idea. And the big idea is basically, it's an idea you want to be known for, but it's also the idea that you're giving to your audience at the end of the presentation. And Mm -hmm. so... They can talk about what they got, the results that they, can, they got from your presentation to other people who weren't necessarily there. So, yeah, figuring out what the result is before you type one word is key to really designing that speech so that it meets your audience's needs. Hmm. You know, it's, it's interesting because every time I talk to someone, I always learn something, but I'm having one of those light bulb moments where – 
you know, it's, it's making me stop and think about some other things that I'm doing and really getting crystal clear on what's the best result for the people that I'm talking to. So I can see using that concept in not just even in speeches and, and talks, but in so many things that you do, because I think we take action, but we're not really crystal clear on what we want the person to do next. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're not clear on the result that we would like them to get, and then what's mm-hmm. the next step after that result? Mm-hmm. And if you're designing your speech like a product, that is what what you intend to do, especially if you want to have a speech that gets more clients into your door, mm-hmm. is that if you get focused on that result, then you'll have a next step that is set up so that they can opt in and develop that relationship with you. Mm-hmm. And if you do your talk right, the talk can often turn into additional products. You can take it deeper and you can then, you know, turn it into a course. You can turn it into an ebook. You can do a lot of different things with that talk. So it's, I love when you can take things and repurpose them and just take them deeper. Well, and I also think there's another level is that I have a signature talk that I give, and I have talked about it on podcasts. I have talked about it in guest blog posts. I got it published on entrepreneur.com. So you can even actually repurpose that talk yourself in different forms so you get known for what you do and what you want to be known for, right? Mm -hmm. But then, yeah, you can then take the talk further and build other, like, courses around it, experiences around it, workshops around it, because your speech is really the tip of the iceberg Mm -hmm. of what you can do for the people in your audience. Mm -hmm. And I always um, tell um, new coaches and speakers when they want to go out and start doing a talk, you, what you want to do is at the end of it, you want someone to take action and you want them to say, how can I learn more? And if you've done mm-hmm. that, you've been very successful in delivering your message. Yes. I mean, I love it when audience members come up to me and they say, when you said this, my mind was blown because mm-hmm. they got something tangible from it. I remember mm-hmm. I delivered a speech a couple of weeks ago, and one of the points I made was, was about this. You know, your speech isn't a speech. It's your next best-selling product. And this woman came up to me, and she's like, you know, I've been speaking for a long time, and I never thought about building a speech that was a product that I could go and sell and that I wouldn't have to necessarily rewrite my speech every single time I had to give a talk that I could really be known for just one thing. It was like her mind was blown and expanded, and that is the result that I wanted for the audience. So that always that makes me so happy and mm-hmm. so thrilled. I, I love when you can um, get those light bulb moments. So how can our listeners get in touch with you and learn more about you and what you have to offer? Sure. You can find me at drmichellemazur.com or communicationrebel.com. They both lead you to the same place. And I have an awesome blog and podcast that gives you loads of information about public speaking for entrepreneurs. Perfect. Thank you so much, and thank you for your time today. Oh, you're welcome. It was my pleasure. And we'll have a link to you and your website on our TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com website with a copy of today's interview. We need to take a quick break, but stay tuned. When we return, it's our success interview, and you don't want to miss it. This is John L. McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting, creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. 
If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. Are you ready to step into all of your greatness, to release the confidence that lies within, to stop playing small and settling for mediocrity? If so, then you need to join us at our eWomen Network International Conference and Business Expo in Dallas this year on August 4th through the 7th. There will be hundreds of women entrepreneurs from all over the world waiting to meet you to share knowledge, wisdom, and even partnerships. Our world-renowned speakers will teach, inspire, and motivate you to greater heights. Plus, the food, the fun, and entertainment at the best party in town will rock all of your senses. Look, no one makes it alone. So it's time to stop trying to be the COE, the chief of everything, and step into your role as CEO. The eWomen Network Conference is the perfect place to make that happen. Register at eWomenNetwork.com. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back. You're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit, and I'm your host, Janelle McCauley. Today's success interview is with Elizabeth Case, the owner of Yellow Dog Consulting. Welcome, Elizabeth. Thanks so much for having me, Janelle. And I love the name of your business. I'd love to have you um, tell us. I'm sure there's a story behind it, um, which if you, you want to share that. And I'd love to have you share just a little bit about your business, how you started it, how it's evolved over time. Absolutely. Well, I'm sitting in my office right now uh, looking at my nine-month-old yellow lab, Norm, sleeping on his bed. And he is so stinking cute when he sleeps and, and so dear to us when he's awake. But <laughs> we're still working on that training. Um, I started Yellow Dog Consulting five years ago. It's named after our yellow dog, our first yellow dog, Hank, who passed away this past October. Mm. Um, and I, we had adopted Hank from the Seattle Humane Society, and then we were paying a dog walker and a dog sitter to take care of him all the time. And, you know, we adopted a dog to have a dog to play with and run around with and do stuff with. And, and we just felt like we were never getting time to spend with him. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, sitting in traffic every day being, you know, Seattle traffic is terrible and was cranky and angry and not loving my job. And I, um, I, had, I had worked at Sound Business Journal for four years, which is how I got connected with eWomen. And, I, and then I moved to a marketing firm in the Seattle area. And what I quickly discovered at the marketing firm was all my small business owner friends said, I need marketing help. And the company I was at had worked with larger sized businesses and just didn't have the capacity for small business owners mm-hmm. and there wasn't anybody out there doing it and I said well what do we who do you refer them to he's like well I have this you know six thousand dollar package that we kind of stick them into a box and and it wasn't the right fit and there wasn't anybody out there and I realized I can do this like the comp- what I was doing for the company I realized I could do for 10 hours a month from home and get paid a mm-hmm. lot less for it but be a lot happier and help mm-hmm. a lot of my small business owner friends with their sales and marketing efforts and kind of just figuring out what are the systems? What are the schedules they need to be putting in place for their business? Talk about lead generation. Talk about list nurturing. Talk about setting up a newsletter for them. You know, it's one of those kinds of things that they need for their business, making sure their website is as content that makes sense to people. I worked with one client where they kept talking about, contact me, contact me, and there was literally no page place on the website to contact them. No phone number, no email, no form to fill out. There was no way to contact them. So, Helping clients, you know, not be their own worst enemy, uh, <laughs> kind of how that all came to be. So I left and I started Yellow Dog Consulting five years ago so I could spend more time with my yellow dog and work with small business owners who I love and make sure I don't, you know, they don't get put into a box and that they end up with a bunch of information they're not really sure how to implement, but working alongside them to help implement that, those marketing efforts that they want to see. And so sometimes my clients have a ton of great ideas about what they want to do and they just need help executing it. Sometimes my clients show up and say, I need more business and I don't know where to start. And so we talk through, well, what do you have already? What's been working? What's not working? Spend a lot of time talking about why are you spending so much time with this networking group that's not the right fit for you? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's like, let's get you where your target market is hanging out. 
You know, it's interesting you say that with networking because I have so many conversations with people about really looking at your networking ROI, which I think you should do on yeah. all the things you do in business. Um, sometimes people go to a group because they like the people and that's wonderful, but then understand right. that that's not really networking. That's just ha- yeah. being with, hanging out with your friends and that's okay. But so yeah. many people say that they're networking and not getting results but they're not really looking at it as a business function. They're not looking at what are your goals? What are you doing? How are you following up? You know, they're collecting wow. cards and making connections, but they're not doing anything with them. And, you know, newsflash, that's not going to turn into business and sales. <laughs> you said my favorite buzzword, which is follow up. I, I, I like to say, well, I don't like to say, but it's the truth that there are thousands of dollars I have not spent with e-women alone, e-women members alone, because they didn't follow up with me. If somebody hands you their business card with information on it, dude, that's money. <laughs> right. <laughs> follow up with them. So if you're going to network a networking event just to meet people and have, you know, e-women is a great example, right? Go and have some girlfriend time. That's great. But a good chunk of us that are there are there to do business and to network and make business connections. And yes, I have made some of my best friends and most amazing connections through e-women. But I'm also, you know, I'm there to do business. And when I'm networking, I'm there to do business. And and I do my follow-up. I've already got, you know, I had, we had our luncheon in Portland yesterday. And I've already done my follow-up this morning for everybody that I said, I'll send you this. Or they've said, I I have an introduction I want to make, you know, I've already sent out those requests and gotten meetings scheduled. Um, and, you know, and then I have that stack of business cards on my desk now. And this afternoon, I'll connect with them on LinkedIn because that's my mm-hmm. favorite pro tip with follow-up is if it's not somebody that you have permission to add to your newsletter list or not somebody that you think you're going to be doing business with sometime soon, connect with them on LinkedIn. That's a great – or on Facebook if you're on Facebook. I'm not on Facebook, so that's not an option for me. But connect with them online and just keep them sort of in your periphery. Mm-hmm. Well, you can see what they're doing. And I think if you're going to the right networking groups also, it's really important not to, just to be talking at people and telling them what you do, but ask a couple of really good questions and listen to what people are saying, because they will tell you what the biggest need is. And mm-hmm. if it's a need that you serve, you know exactly what they're looking for and how to position what you offer. I think that's a huge missed opportunity. Oh, absolutely. I mean, one of my favorite questions to ask is, who are good referral partners for you? Who are the kinds of people that, that are sending you business on a regular basis or that you think should be sending you business on a regular basis? Because I might not be the right fit for you, and that's okay. But if, you know, I talked to a woman yesterday who has a, a lifestyle coaching business about helping you feel good in your body, and I got that pretty quick, and I said, so are, like, nutritionists and health coaches good for you or like estheticians and people like mm-hmm. that. She's like, yeah, more of those estheticians, makeup, care, those kinds of folks are great referrals for me. And mm-hmm. I got it pretty quickly. So yeah, yeah it, I always ask those clarifying questions or try to. Mm-hmm. No, I like that. And I think it's important to ask those questions because sometimes somebody will say something and we don't get it. So I think mm-hmm. asking that. So tell me, cause I know that you in your business, um, don't have products. I know you like working one-on-one, but how do you find a good partner to work with? Um, Because that's another way that you can leverage and expand your business. So how do you determine if someone's a good fit to be, for you to refer business to them? Yeah, it's usually through a referral. Most of my business is through referrals. Um, I am lucky that my very best friend in the whole wide world is a graphic designer. And she is my go-to graphic designer. She designed the Yellow Dog logo. Uh, we work together on multiple clients. You know, I always tell clients, I have a, re- I have a recommended graphic designer. And I, I, am, I go, she is also my best friend. And I'm like, mm-hmm. so just know that there's nepotism or whatever involved. But we also talk all the time. And so you do come up in conversation at 10 o'clock at night. So we're, we're constantly working on you, you know, and you're, you're top of mind and there. So you know, I really love that. I've worked with a variety of web developers. 
you know, I had a great guy that did a lot of small business web design for a long time. Um, and then he transitioned his business away from that. And so I've worked with a couple of different web developers. I've worked with some really crappy web developers and I've worked with some mm-hmm. really great ones. And it really depends on what my client's needs are. Sometimes they have those people in place already, a web developer or graphic designer, and I might discover that they're awesome and add them to my mix. I like to give my clients a couple of different options when we're working together. Here's a couple of web developers I think could be good. Here's a couple of graphic designers that I think would be a good fit for you. And mm-hmm. if they ask about somebody and I've worked with them and not had amazing experience, I'll say that. Like, yeah, I don't think they're the right fit for you. Or, and they may be perfect for somebody else. You know, that's one of the things I love about e-women is there gets to be 45, you know, you can have 45 real estate agents in a room because, well, maybe it's not that high, but you know what I mean? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. You can have a variety of them because not everybody is for everybody. And that's, you know, really how I feel about it in my business. Is, hey, mm-hmm. this might not be the right fit for you, but I think these guys would work really well for you this time. Or let's try these folks. Mm-hmm. So, so what are some of the the challenges of building your business through partnerships and collaboration? Yeah, you know, it's uh, sometimes you have an epic fail. Sometimes somebody totally drops the ball. Sometimes I drop the ball. You know, mm-hmm. it's making sure that I am keeping. I'm a pretty organized person. I, I joke that I, I married a CPA. I'm that organized. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's keeping everything in place and making sure that you're communicating with your clients um, the way they want to be communicated with. I am a big email fan and I like sending, you know, if I had, if it were up to me, I would send 10 emails with 10 different things. And that way my clients could just respond to it and then I we could both delete it and be done with it. But some of my clients, um, I have recently developed uh, or picked up a couple of clients who have ADD or aren't quite as organized as I am. And so meeting them in person or getting on the phone with them is way more efficient for both of us than me sending them an email with 10 questions and they only respond to two of the questions and, and things that, you know, and then a week later I'm still waiting for stuff and they think that they have, that I have everything I need and they're wondering why I'm not responding to them. And so mm-hmm. staying in communication with my clients is really the biggest challenge and an opportunity to, to drop the ball and screw something up if I don't. Yeah, it's, that's interesting because I think it's really important as a coach or someone who has a business service to support others is really understanding how someone likes to be communicated to, what's the most effective way to do it. And you're absolutely right. I've learned when I'm working with people, some people, you know, you got to put it in the subject line of the email and only one thing per email because if I put more than one, everything else gets ignored. So it's really important to figure out what works. Yes, it is. And everybody, you know, organizes their inbox differently. So I usually have less than 10 emails in my inbox at the end of the day. Again, I mentioned I married a CPA. I, it's it's a disease. I don't, yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, I try and keep everything pretty well organized and everything has its place and I have folders that I pay attention to and, and I have lists and lists and lists. I, yeah, it's, I always tell people, if you see me write it down, it might not happen. And don't take mm-hmm. it personally. I just have, you know, if it doesn't, I have too many things going on in my head, but if I don't write it down, I'll forget it. So, and it'll come yeah. back eventually, usually in the shower or when I'm throwing a ball at the dog park with Norm, like that I'm like, oh, I forgot to call them yesterday or, oh my gosh, I need to do this. So the magic of the shower and remembering everything you've forgotten to do is always a fun one. <laughs> yeah. No, it, there's, we all have so many things going on. We need to take a really quick break. But when we come back, I want to continue that Great. conversation because I think that's a challenge with entrepreneurs and business owners. This is Janelle McCauley and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. 
I'm looking for a certain kind of woman, and I think you know her. She's an entrepreneur that is highly connected, successful, significant in her own industry, and considered the go-to woman in her community. She's received so much from so many women in business, she's ready to give back to others on their journey, lifting as she climbs. Hi, this is Sandra Yancey, and I'm the founder and CEO of eWomen Network. I'm looking to connect with the woman I've just described who lives in your community so that we might have a conversation about how eWomen Network's proven success system can provide her a platform to elevate her success and ability to support women in business. Our international community of managing directors are influencing the speed of success for women in business around the world. If that sounds like something that you want to be part of or know someone we should talk with, send an email to managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. That's managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. And let's start the conversation. This is the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back. You're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit, and I'm your host, Janelle McCauley. In today's success interview, we're talking with Elizabeth Case, the owner of Yellow Dog Consulting. And before the break, we were talking about partnerships and collaboration and how to effectively network. So if you missed that, you want to go back and listen to that. And I want to continue the conversation, Elizabeth, and really talking about balancing everything because it sounds like you're pretty organized, which is great, but I know that's a challenge with entrepreneurs and um, shiny ball syndrome and they're in all directions and they're, they're really busy, but they're not getting results because they're not getting things done. I know it's, it's easy to do. Um, I have had recently, I've, I've increased my business. I had a great months last month and added three new clients and I've added two new clients this month and I kind of realized, okay, I got to stop and make sure I'm getting all my work done. And that mm-hmm. meant canceling lunch with a friend. It meant not getting to go to happy hour when I wanted to with another friend. It meant, you know, the dog park visit. I got up a little bit earlier to get Norm to the dog park so that we, we could get our wiggles out so that we could both work all day long. It's blocking it out on my schedule is really a big thing for me. I'm very visual. So my calendar is my life. And so making sure that I block out a day to not leave my house and just get my work done is really important for me. If I don't, it's really easy for me to go to Pilates and then go to the chiropractor and then schedule a lunch meeting and then, you know, run home and let Norm out and then go to another meeting and not ever check my email or get work done during the day. So I have to make sure I have good chunks of time where I don't leave my house and I do my work that I need to get done. Today is one of those days. <laughs> so, so what do you do when everybody says, I want to meet you for coffee, I want to learn more? How do yeah. you get people the information they need without spending all day, every day in a coffee shop? Yeah, I work it together. So yesterday I was at eWomen and somebody said, I want to have coffee with you. And I said, great, where do you live? She lives on the opposite side of Portland from me. So mm-hmm. I said, all right, I'm going to be downtown next week. Why don't we meet for coffee before my 11 o'clock appointment? And she mm-hmm. said, oh, that works. So we just block it out. If you live in the neighborhood, I, there's a few people that I know that live close to me. And so it's, let's just go down to the tap house after work and have a beer and bring the dogs. Or mm-hmm. let's grab coffee in the morning. Or let's take the dogs to the dog park together. I launched mm-hmm. something in Seattle a few years ago uh, called Dog Park Networking, where I uh, I just worked with, uh, <laughs> I had decided with Hank that he and I are going to the dog park anyway, so I mm-hmm. might as well invite people to come along with their dogs. So I just said, like, hey, Friday morning, we're going to Marymore, we're going to be there for about an hour, then I'm going to give them a bath, and I'm going to go home and work. And mm-hmm. sometimes two or three people would show up, and sometimes nobody would show up, and it was fine. And so I started it down here a couple months ago, where I just invite a few friends of mine that I know who have dogs. Um, or don't have dogs, but I really like and want to get to know better and say, hey, let's do this. So I clump people together. I'm a big fan of, you know, do things when you're already, you know, schedule everything together and invite people to do things that you're doing. So, Mm -hmm. hey, I'm going to take the dog to the dog park. Why don't you come with me? Hey, I really Mm -hmm. wanted to go check out this restaurant. Let's go grab lunch there. You know, like Mm -hmm. take them along with you. Yeah, no, I, I like that. So it sounds like that's a, a, some great techniques that you use to really balance everything. Um, and it's, it's all about staying focused because we've got a lot oh, yeah. of opportunities. And I love the fact that 
you know, you said you've taken on new clients last month, new clients this month, which is phenomenal, but you also yeah. then need to deliver on what you're doing. You can't just say <laughs> yes to a client and then not deliver. So at you some know, point you have to say, yeah. yeah, I know. How, ma- how many clients can you have, you know, and what works for you and get them onboarded and then maybe you can add some more as they're kind of more in, in maintenance or follow-up. Exactly. But it's finding that balance. So you've got the consistency in the delivery of your service. So what else do you do? I know you use newsletters a lot for information. How can, a, how can you use that to stay organized? You know, I love having a monthly newsletter. One of my biggest, you know, I, I talk a lot about follow-up and being consistent and, and reaching out and nurturing your network. And so for mm-hmm. me, a newsletter is a really great fit for that. So I have a monthly newsletter that goes out uh, sometime mid-month, mid to late month, it usually goes out. And there's always three tips and a picture of my dog. Those are, that's what you're guaranteed every month. I will give you three tips on something, and you'll get an adorable picture. It was always an adorable picture of Hank, and now it's an adorable picture of Norm. And, mm-hmm. so it's, and it's a little story about something we've done that month. Um, mm-hmm. So you're guaranteed those things. And my newsletter is one of my best lead generation tools because people expect it every month. So they may not read it for three or four months because they're busy or they miss it or life happens. But when it's the right time, and I, you know, it may be that they've thought about me a few days earlier or a week earlier, and then went, oh, and then they hear from you. like, I was just thinking about you. Can we talk? And that happened to me last month where somebody said, hey, I'd love to catch up. I love your newsletter. I thought we were just chatting. It's a friend of mine from Seattle. I thought we were just catching up. And then she goes, I really love your newsletter. I need to hire you to just to take care of mine for me. <laughs> oh, great. Like, mm. I just thought we were catching up. I had no idea that I was in a, you know, in a, potential client call and, and all of a sudden I had a new client. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's a great way for me to, to just get my name in their inbox when I'm not selling them something. But here's three pieces of advice for you this month. Here's three things that I'm hearing this month. So mm-hmm. I think when I'm talking with clients about putting together our newsletter, they have so much information they think they should be putting in there. And I don't know about you, but I don't have time to read that. So right. <laughs> we all get so many newsletters and so much information in our inbox already that you really have to make sure that it's the right kind of information that your network needs to hear. What does your target market want to be hearing about? You know, if you are in construction or do home remodels, then what is really popular this time of year? You know, I'm working with a landscape company and it's, you know, all right, what's, what do we need to be doing for summer lawn maintenance? What are the kinds of things we need to be doing to make sure our trees are properly trimmed or, you know, watering, are we overwatering our lawns? So, you know, with dentist, I have a pediatric dentist client. And so, we are saying, if you haven't booked your appointment now, let's talk about booking it in September because we're full for the summer already. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's those kinds of things of reminding people to plan ahead and educating them on what they can be doing at home and on their own and giving them some pieces. And sometimes that's that they are overwhelmed and then they just hire you to do it for them or they realize, I don't have the time to do this. You seem to know what you're doing. But making sure they know what's going on with you. Well, I love the fact that you keep it you know, to the three things, mm-hmm. and it sounds like they're very value added. I personally, I'm getting off of a ton of newsletters, and I'm going through each <laughs> of them, and looking at it, and saying, it, you know, it might be n- nice to know information, but it's like, do I? Is it something that really adds value? Because I'm at a point where if I'm going to continue to get it, and there are some that it's like I'm not getting off those newsletters for anything because I get exactly. something, and I love things that are great tips that I can share with others because it's a great way for me to be able to read it and then forward it on to someone who I'm thinking of you. I just saw this thought you'd like to, you know, to hear it. And it's a great way to stay connected with people that I want to continue to build relationships with. Um, So it's a win, win, win. Yes. I love that. I, yes, I, when I worked at the business journal, that was one of the tips that we always gave was, you know, finding ways to connect with your network when you're not selling them something. So send them that mm-hmm. article, send them that, forward that newsletter to them. I just did that yesterday. I got a newsletter from somebody and I remember talking to a client about how they needed that service. And I said, Hey, I know you mentioned wanting to do this. This person is legit and you might want to check this out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, but if you're providing those, those valuable things and you're not just selling me your book or your latest webinar, or your latest online class or your latest program, like, do that, but make sure that you're also nurturing us along the way so that you're not just selling to us. Because if you're just selling to me, I'm going to jump off that list really fast. 
Absolutely. And I think what it does is it puts you top of mind to the other person. Mm -hmm. And I'm not doing it to sell them something. But what it does is it makes them think of you and it makes them more likely to look at what you do send and make it Mm -hmm. thoughtful. And I just put a little note doesn't have to be a big long, you know, letter, two or three sentences thinking of you, I saw this, thought you would find it really valuable or look at this. And it just it's a great way to stay connected. That's easy. I try to do that five to 10 times a week. And it's amazing how that builds those relationships. So I love it. That's awesome. I love it. I I heard a stat one time that eight notes a week, that was like eight notes a week will help you grow your business 8%. Like, Mm. all right. So if you do a five to 10, there you go. Nice job, woman. (laughs) Perfect. I didn't even know that that was out there. (laughs) There Every once in a while you do something right. Yeah, that's funny. And, you know, you also really um, raised a great point, too, because your friend reached out, wanted to connect, and you just thought it was a casual connection. And I think oftentimes, we don't make the time for that because we're really busy, but you just never know where a connection, where a relationship is going to go. So that's a great reminder. Yeah, I that afternoon, I got in the car with a good friend of mine. And I told her, I said, hey, I had a phone call this morning. I thought we were just catching up. And she hired me. And she goes, see, here's the deal. I would not have made the time for that phone call. I would have just said, I'm too busy to catch up with you right now. And I mm-hmm. wouldn't have gotten the, she's like, huh, I should maybe think about that. And I'm like, yeah, you know, it's, yes, sometimes you know somebody. I only block a half hour out for those kinds of calls so that mm-hmm. I can nip it in the bun and be like, it's so great to catch up with you. I'm so sorry. I have to jump on another call or I have to mm-hmm. get to something. I have to leave. Um, or I'll call somebody while I'm driving, you know, those kinds of things. You have mm-hmm. an end point, but, but you have to make time for those conversations to happen because you never know what's going on in the back of their mind or what, you know, who they know or when mm-hmm. it's going to be the right time for them. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So you, you share such great information today. How can our listeners learn more about you and your business? Absolutely. Uh, so the best way to find me is at yellowdogconsulting.com. There's a copious amounts of uh, dog photos on there. And um, you can also sign up for my newsletter there if you would like three tips and an, uh, a photo of Norm each month. You can sign up for my newsletter there. I'm active on Twitter. So you can find me at EJCase on Twitter and tweet me and tell me if you heard, you know, tell me what you thought of the show and the interview. And, uh, and then I'm also on LinkedIn as Elizabeth Case. You can find me there. You cannot find me on Facebook because I refuse to join Facebook, but you can try. So, <laughs> Well, thank you. And we will put a, a link to connecting with you with um, today's interview also. So there'll be multiple ways people can get in touch with you. So as we wind up our time together, can you give our listeners just one piece of advice that would help them scale their business? Absolutely. Follow up. It is what I preach more than anything to anybody I talk to or anybody who will listen to me is you've got to make sure you're doing that follow-up, that business card that, that you received that you women yesterday, that phone call that you got, that piece, of, that, re, that piece of requested information that has nothing to do with your business. Do it. As long as it's not going to take 10 hours, you know, it's make sure that you do that follow-up. If somebody asks you for something, send it to them, shoot them that note, make that introduction, send them the link. It might be that they like a t-shirt that you're wearing, you know, send them the link to the, my husband works at Nike. So I wore a t-shirt yesterday afternoon. Somebody commented that they liked it. And I said, here you go. They're like, how do I get that? I'm like, here's the link. Go buy it. Like follow up. Doesn't matter if it's not going to get you business right now. They will remember you because you actually took the time to do the follow up. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for your time today and sharing all your valuable information. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. We need to take another quick break. And when we come back, it's our business builder. Stay tuned. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. Are you ready to step into all of your greatness, to release the confidence that lies within, to stop playing small and settling for mediocrity? If so, then you need to join us at our eWomen Network International Conference and Business Expo in Dallas this year on August 4th through the 7th. There will be hundreds of women entrepreneurs from all over the world waiting to meet you to share knowledge, wisdom, and even partnerships. Our world-renowned speakers will teach, inspire, and motivate you to greater heights. 
Plus, the food, the fun, and entertainment at the best party in town will rock all of your senses. Look, no one makes it alone. So it's time to stop trying to be the COE, the chief of everything, and step into your role as CEO. The eWomen Network Conference is the perfect place to make that happen. Register at eWomenNetwork.com. Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back. This is Michael McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. As always, I'm here with Janelle, and our business builder today is all about staying focused. And I think staying focused is a real challenge for a lot of entrepreneurs. There's so many different ways we can go, and there's so many different things we can do. What do you suggest to help people stay focused, Michael? You're absolutely right. This is such an important topic because there's so much information out there. Um, every day, I don't know about you, every day I get e- emails um, talk about the three secrets to whatever it is, writing a book or creating an online course or, you know, I, I could go off and do that, you know, a new system every week to try and create things. Um, and also, a lot of times clients ask for more. So I'm working with a client and they say, hey, this has really been great. Do you do this? And it's not something that I do, but I could easily, if I wasn't focused, say, sure, I'll do that and bring that in and start doing that as well. So, you know, one of the, the, the biggest challenges for successful entrepreneurs is to stay focused. Uh, it, it's just so essential. If, if you're not focused, you're not working on your business, it's really, really difficult to be successful. Well, I think it helps you know when you're really focused on what you do really well when you're focused on your expertise, it helps you determine what are some great areas to get partners in? What are some great areas to leverage other experts and do some collaboration? I know that we've done some different collaboration partnerships and it's really great because you get to do what you love and the other people get to do what they love. And it's a win-win because the clients get the best service and the best results. Yeah, that's really key. So, you know, it's, you're hitting on sort of the first point of it, which is know what you enjoy doing and what you do well. And then um, focus on that. Um, as you said, we've done a lot of partnerships. I'm working with someone right now who um, brought us in because um, she can develop products, but she doesn't like to do it. And so she's very, very smart in recognizing that, that that's something she could do, um, but it's just not something that gets her excited, gets her up in the morning. So she's found someone else, us, to do that piece for her so she can focus on the stuff she really loves to do. And that's really the key because that's, you know, if, if you're focused on the stuff you're passionate about, Um, you'll do a fantastic job and it won't seem like work. It'll just be something that's enjoyable. If you have to focus on other things that you're not so good at or that are a challenge for you or that you just don't don't enjoy doing, it just bogs down the whole company. So that's really key. Um, You know, the other thing is to just really understand, um, you know, what it is you're good at and, and stick with that. Um, I used to have a coach, I mean, Janelle and I were in a mastermind for a while and and the coach used to say to people who couldn't focus, look, just pick a horse and ride it, you know, and and what she was trying to say there was that, that right now you're flailing around with a lot of different ideas, a lot of different things, a lot of different clients. 
just focus on something, anything, and move forward with it. Because once you focus on it, then everything else becomes clear. It it does. And I think that um, a lot of times people say, I can't afford to bring in a partner. I can't afford to um, have someone else help with my clients. And what I would say is, I don't think you can afford not to. There's a lot of different ways that you can collaborate and partner with people. So start the conversations and I'm really confident that you're going to find someone who's a great partner if that's what you need and find a workable solution for both of you. And if you're focusing on what you do really well, you're going to be making a lot more money versus trying to do all those things that you can do, but that really aren't your expertise. So I just challenge everyone to think a little bit differently about what some of the solutions are. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that sometimes, uh, you know, sometimes it's a partner. Other times it's just simply, and I know this sounds crazy, but just turning away business. You know, there's good money and there's bad money. Good money, you know, fuels you, lets you do what you like to do, lets you work with the clients you like to work with uh, and do the things you're really good at to make a real difference for those clients in their business, in their life. Um, You know, if you're not focused in and you just anybody who walks through the door and says, do you do this? And you say, sure, I can help you with that. It just becomes it just becomes so unfocused and so difficult for you really to do a good job at anything. Um, You know, and and the, the key is really to continue to go back to what is my strategy? What is it I do good at? What is it I understand? What? Where am I going with this business? Not I'm going anywhere that happens to come down the road. So, you know, one of the when I do speaking, one of the quotes that I love to use is from Alice in Wonderland. And uh, when she meets the Cheshire Cat for the first time, um, she's the Cheshire Cat says, where are you going? And she says, I don't know. And then the cat says, well, if you don't know, then any road will do. So the idea being that if you, if you don't know where you're going, you, you can do anything you want and any road will get you there and where you end up, who knows. Yeah, and I know one of the things you do really well, Michael, is you're often able to talk to people and help them systematize and put structure into certain parts of what they do so they don't have to keep doing it over and over again if it's not something that's their real core expertise but it's a key part of what they do so that's where bringing in an expert to really look at what you're doing to talk about what some of the options are is a great solution too it it is and you know actually that's an interesting way that you bring up that that someone can step back and look at their business i mean i always look at it and say if if I'm working with a client and they're asking about structuring or creating a system around a particular area and we start to discuss that and we start to get into what are the steps do you use, how do you do it, if they can't really articulate what steps they go through, if they can't really articulate what it is they do, then I start to wonder if that's really an area where they should be focusing. because. there's almost like there's no there there Mm -hmm. you know i'm sure they do they may even do a good job at it but it's it's sort of made up as they go along if if you step back and you say this is the area where i want to focus what's the system i use and it's very clear to you what steps you go through how you do it what makes you different that's an area to focus on and it's really you know becomes pretty clear Mm, it's a great way to look at it yeah, you know, so so I, I would challenge everybody to, to stop for a second and do that with your business. Sort of step back and say, you know, what are the things that I'm very clear on? What are those tasks, those areas of focus that I understand very well and I can just rattle off, here's exactly what I do with my clients. Here's exactly the steps I take them through. Here's how they engage that's an area where you may want to focus. If, on the other hand, it's a little bit grayer for you, um, if you start to hear yourself saying, well, you know, every client's different and it really depends (laughs) and I'm not really sure. I have to, you know, each business is unique. 
you know, then I start to wonder, well, you know, is there really a process there? And you might wonder that same thing. Is there really a process there? Maybe there is, but you want to look at that with a little bit more skepticism, a little bit more detail than you did if you really understand the process going in. Well, and I know one of the things that you're always talking to potential clients about is making sure that they really understand what they're doing and how they're serving clients. Because sometimes it can just be too early to be start creating products products. We think we want to have products, but we're not quite ready. So there is an optimal time or a better time to do that. Just saying you want products, but not having a process means you're going to develop a lot of things that may or may not serve the people you want to serve. So that's why, again, bringing in an expert and say, when is the right time? Am I ready? What do I need to know? Really will save you a lot of time in creating things that just you're not going to be able to monetize. Yeah, and that goes back again to having a strategy, you know, having a, a growth strategy for your business and really where are you going to focus your time. I worked with a client uh, a while back and she came and said, you know, I want to develop this course. And as we started to get into it, um, you know, one of the first questions I asked was, well, who's the target audience for this course? And her response is, well, you know, I do, I, I have people that come in from the web. I work with small business entrepreneurs. I work with corporate clients, uh, I, and I work with uh, public service and, and nonprofits. And I said, "Well, th th those are all completely different, you know, audiences. They're completely they require completely different courses. Mm -hmm. uh, may all still be based on the same core message, but those are really different." Uh, audiences with different expectations and different needs. So you really need to sort of focus in on which one is really your core audience uh, and which ones, you know, aren't. And that's really, that's really key. Well, but then you can also take what you've done once you've done your core program and then fairly easily modify sure. it sure. for your different groups, which is I what I love you do that again, that is leveraging what you're doing, but you've got to start someplace. You can't do a one size fits all. It's very difficult to do it successfully. Sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And so you, you can leverage it fairly easily, but you really got to get that first one done in the first core. Um, so, you know, sort of wrapping up, you know, what are the benefits of, of having a clear focus? I mean, to me, it really uh, enables you to really focus not just what you do, but focus your marketing, focus your networking, your message, really everything about your business so that you can save time and money. Um, the other thing that I think is really important, especially to, to us in the coaching, uh, speaking or writing businesses, is that it, it really lets you dominate a niche in the market, whatever your niche is, and become known as the expert in that area. If you think um, of the coaches that you know of that come to the top of mind, think people like Tony Robbins or Brendan Bouchard or, you know, any of those coaches that are out there that have big names, they really focus in and dominate their niche and they don't go off and do other stuff. So they really are focused. That's how they built their business. That's how they built their reputation. So that's, that's really the sort of the key of, of maintaining a, a good focus. And I'm going to invite all our listeners to join the conversation on Facebook and go to Turn Knowledge to Profit and let us know what challenges you have about staying focused or if you've got some tools or things that you use to help you stay focused, please share those because I think this is key to really building a successful business. Yeah, it really is. I mean, again, focus is the biggest challenge for entrepreneurs and the successful ones do it and the ones that are less successful don't. It's, that's really the bottom line. You know, this has really been a great conversation. I want to thank all of you for joining us today on Turn Knowledge to Profit. Again, I want to remind you to visit our Turn Knowledge to Profit page on Facebook and share your questions, your insights and your ahas. And also share one action you're going to take in the next week to turn your knowledge into profit. If you have an idea for a future show, be sure to email me at michael at tk2p.com. That's michael at tk2p.com. Have a wonderful and profitable week. 
Turn Knowledge to Profit, where entrepreneurs like you find the insights, experience, and tools they need to earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream about. Join us each Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the EWN Radio Network. To download this week's show, listen to past shows, or learn how to be a guest on the show, visit TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com. Past shows are also available at EWNRadioNetwork.com and through iTunes and Stitcher. Until next time, remember, great companies are built around great products. Leverage your knowledge to live the life of your dreams. Let's continue the conversation and turn your knowledge into profits.